Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television, sort of. It better be. <laughs> uh, today is a definitely a sort of show. Folks, we um, are doing this at the crack of 9 a.m. on the day that we're dropping it. Uh, we, we got tr- up early. We got up at 7. We tried to do it at 7. It didn't work. Yeah. It uh, was not happening. I had to postpone my gym workout. Guys, can you imagine podcasting at 7 in the morning? Stab me in the fork with an eye. I mean, come on. Yeah, you see, that's where we're at here. Stab me in the fork with an eye. (laughs) I thought that was a bit. I thought that was like a bit proving that we shouldn't be doing it uh, at 7 a.m. But you really did it. You just proved we shouldn't be doing it at 9.20 a.m. Yeah. Um, So basically what what happened was Ashley and I had a freaking jam-packed weekend. And so it's like... Jam-packed week. We had a jam-packed week. I mean, I mean we've had honestly, a jam-packed month. This summer has been in, jam-packed. It has been <laughs> filled to the top. How are you guys living? It's filled to the cup with a brim with a water. I'm trying are to do you, what you did before. Yeah, Sorry. just drop it. Let it happen naturally, for the love of God. I can't. Are you guys, are you super busy and overtaxed? You know, Nick... I told you about Mercury retrograde. We had a lunar eclipse, last lunar eclipse of the season. Everyone's freaking out. Everyone is frazzled. Everyone's busy. So, folks at home, if if you feel like you just can't get your finger on the pulse of the summer, you can't just get into the rhythm of it. Hey, you're not alone. Your your favorite podcast, Reality Blows, they're also struggling with all their responsibilities. And that's because Mercury is in retrograde? It has something to do with it, yeah. Now, I, I hear a lot of uh, smelly people say that. and what, So what does that mean? Babe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know. You do know. You're saying that for comedic effect, but people say that, and you're one of these people who uh, know things like this, astrolog- astrological things. I'm hearing people say this more and more every year. Mercury, Mercury's in retrograde. That's why my hair is pink this month. Mercury's in retrograde. That's why I keep shitting in my fucking trousers. What does it mean, Ash? Well, it has nothing to do with shitting in your trousers. Well, then folks. what was that guy talking to me about? <laughs> so I just want to say, if you're having that problem, go to a doctor. Um, Mercury in retrograde. It, it, Mercury. I know that you know a few times a year, Mercury goes into retrograde, and I know that Venus... <laughs> Also goes into retrograde. Okay, so your and answer I'm, is because it does. And I know that that means it has something to do with moving and into a, in and out of certain houses in the Zodiac. And I know that when Venus is in retrograde, you don't get a haircut. And when Mercury's in retrograde, you don't buy um, technology. Those are the two things I know. That's so specific. Yeah. Um, by the way, we, we have to be the first podcast... In, uh, not the first, but one of the only podcasts out here who like exclusively do episodes when they're too tired to talk. Like it's, it seems to me like we're either doing episodes after watching 16 hours of reality TV at like 11:45 p.m. or we have to get up really early because we have to go teach a kids comedy camp. What the hell is our problem? <laughs> what? Why can't we get our shit together? I don't know. Um, but honestly, we have, I have a lot an of article. About I, don't, Mercury. I, I don't care. I about want to that. read it. You asked me. Yeah, but as a joke, I don't care. You're going to read an article about Mercury being in <laughs> retrograde. I, yeah. Can you sum it up in a sentence? Go. The history of Mercury in retrograde. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Is this written by like a seventh grader? It, we, it goes back to uh, astrology circles as far back as the mid 18th century. 
Farmer noted in the Farmer's Almanac, Spiritualist Hobbies, Seance. Ash, okay, do, do not fine, skim you're right. an article on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, it's just they, they wrote too much. Yeah, yeah. And we're saying too much about it. I really wish I never asked. Okay, so can I talk about the Lion King, please? <sighs> yes, yes. We can talk about the Lion King. I'm, I'm, I'm setting us up oh, for, okay. our, for our wonderful beginning part of our podcast. I wasn't listening to you. I, was, I know. <laughs> I was Googling Mercury yeah. in retrograde. So this weekend, very busy. Uh, Ash and I had our um, our first uh, uh, graduation shows for our um, day jobs, which is where we mold young comedic minds, and they do it uh, basically a a cool recital where they are actually just doing like a stand up comedy graduation. It's a stand up show. show in the showroom at Gotham Comedy yeah. Club in New York City. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, you're yeah. seeing these kids who have like some of them never been on stage before. They're like 13 years old. They're like, I don't know who I am. You put them on stage. They're doing Five minutes of stand-up. Yeah, Ash and I make kids funny. You know, it, I mean, it's kind of like a superpower. It's a miracle. Um, and we're very good at it. I uh, think we're going to get sainthood. Yep. We are really good at it. You know, I've been we've been doing this long enough where it's like, this is something that is truly a talent. Hey, do you, you guys, you got a kid that's kind of lame, not funny? You know, you're disappointed, not making people laugh at family reunions? Call us up. We'll do a Skype session. Listen, we'll teach your indoor kid to curse that's mm-hmm. basically what we do yep. we don't teach him to curse but we will turn your indoor kid into a kid who's got like a tangible skill to make people like him more yeah um it's so important to be uh, funny yes um but so we had our first uh, round of shows on friday uh and and it's just been busy first busy, busy round busy of all the weekend. summer camp yeah. did you say the summer yeah camp we're, we're doing we're in the middle of our day job right now which is summer camp we actually start our second uh series of this summer camp second session in a couple of hours that's why we have to squeeze this motherfucker out real quick <laughs> um uh, so uh, uh this weekend was crazy but ash after we did our grad shows she had been uh very very uh uh, I would say patiently awaiting watching the uh, Lion King in theaters, but it wasn't patient. You 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 were like almost desperate about seeing uh, the Lion King. Yeah, it was their opening night. It came out on the nineteenth. So we had a graduation show. Uh, Julia John's past guest and teacher's assistant at Gotham who is also going to be on the podcast in the future. Because guess what, folks? We got her watching Southern Charm. That's right. Did we convince you to watch it too? Hopefully, because we're going to be recapping every freaking season until Travis fall. Travis? Who the hell is Travis? Travis Ravenel. Oh, I didn't call him T-Rap and it threw me. Until Travis falls over. Dead. Anyway, um, we do the graduation show. These little kids, they crushed. I was worried about them. And then they were all so funny. And I was like, why am I concerned? They're naturally gifted and they had a wonderful teacher. Me. Then Julia and I, we hightailed it. We went straight to TJ Maxx. We did a little shopping. You've become quite a little Maxinista. I have. I, I'm in a phase. You know, I just almost exclusively wear old t-shirts and ripped jeans. And I have this issue where I go on commercial auditions every now and then. And I have about four shirts that I um, I rotate out for commercial auditions. But you know what? They're fucking, I'm tired of those shirts. I've been auditioning in those four shirts for about three years now. So I went to TJ Maxx to get more audition shirts because I found a cut that I like. Y'all found a cut and a color that I like. And it seems to be only at TJ Maxx. I found it when I was at Sarah Lawrence. Hey, listen to that uh, podcast a few weeks ago. You can hear about how I went to three TJ Maxx's in one day. 
So we would hit up TJ Maxx. We got a lot of stuff. TJ Maxx in Manhattan did not disappoint. Okay, did not disappoint. The one in Brooklyn is like a, I don't know, a, a bomb went off. It's like an apocalypse. So I thought the one in Manhattan was going to be just as messy. Where is the Brooklyn location? I know this is not proper. T- Atlantic uh, Terminal. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this one was, um, it was clean. It was, uh, or not even just That's clean. That's the one that uh, Kevin Durant's going to be shopping There was at. order. There was order. And the and the, the Chelsea one, and that's all I want from a TJ Maxx is I want order. I don't want to be digging through a pile of stuff. You didn't uh, give me anything for my sweet Kevin Durant line. It's almost know. as if you don't know what I, don't I was know referencing. Who he is. Kevin it's a basketball Dur- thing. He's and one of the play. greatest basketball players yeah. playing today, and now right. he's going to be on the Brooklyn Nets yeah. along with Kyrie Irving, another one of the greatest basketball players who is playing today will be playing in the Nets. And, and they I just, shop at TJ. I just thought it'd be funny if they shopped at TJ Maxx. <laughs> Babe, I love it. Thank you. So after that, um, which I did get four shirts. Thank you. I have a new four audition shirts. Now, what I've noticed about these TJ Maxx shirts is I do like them. Babe. But each of them seems to have a top, like two strings that hang uh, out in front of the shirts that you can have the option of tying. That seems if, to be very hot right now, and I do not like it's, that. It's kind of reminds me of... Um, uh, Gilligan's Island, um, the the brunette. What mm-hmm. was her name? Yeah, uh, Betty. No, <laughs> I forgot. But <laughs> Betty you know, White was but her like, name. Also, it does seem like a tie that should be like you would tie it into a bow, and it would happen either it would happen in the back of a shirt. Um, Every shirt now for women is being made with a tie at the waist at the belly button. Why? And I don't know because it it the way that my body is shaped as a five eight woman. Um, is it that the tie rests directly on top of my pouch. And so it looks, it sticks out even further. It just makes my pouch look bigger. Now, what, what exactly is a pouch? It's the little pillow right below the belly button. Okay, it's the soft little fleshy part on a woman. Your gut. It's a gut. When That's it, what we call a gut in... in no, <laughs> it's a pouch. It's a cute, soft little pouch. Y'all have funky names for normal things. You ever notice that? It's my little pouch, babe. It's good. Listen, so, you know so what? You're the fat to... on my body will one day form a baby's brain, okay? So my body wants to hang on to that fat, and I'm going to let it. So so the tie is supposed to uh, conceal a pouch. I don't know what the hell the tie is supposed to do, but it's it's doing the opposite of concealing it. So what I do, because it's a $12 shirt from TJ Maxx, I buy that freaking shirt. I untie it. I tuck the little ends into my jeans, so it tuck the front, the front of the shirt in, and now everything is smooth. Okay, there's no no bow resting on my pouch. And um, that's how I've been wearing these shirts. Yeah, and they've been working. Thanks, baby. Yeah, I do like those shirts. But that's not the point. The point is is that after that, we had a little dinner, and then we went to, say it with me, the, babe, Lion, Lion King. King. What the hell? You really left me off to dry there. I, this is your part of the show. We got 3D tickets, 5 p.m., okay, opening night. AMC 34th Street in the city of Manhattan. Was it full of children? Oddly, no. Mostly adults, some kids. Um, horrible movie theater. We'll never go back. And one man, pretty. If the movie had not been so enjoyable, this man would have ruined it for us. He had a very. Oh, you know what's interesting, by the way? 
I learned this fact, and I meant to tell you about it, Nick. I, I Can I guess what you're going to say? Yeah, go for it. It's interesting that most situations you're in, a man almost ruins it for you. How dare you? I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm being serious. Be honest. Is that tr- the truth? No. What? That's not what I was going to say. Okay. I had a backpack on, right? It was from K from um, the job, KNC, and it was full of TJ Maxx bags, okay? So I go to the AMC. They're tearing our tickets. I open up my book bag. And they're like, oh, sorry, no homeless people here. No, <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> if you have a backpack God. filled with TJ Maxx bags, that's a surefire sign you're homeless. You know what? I'm just realizing no one gives a shit that I went to Lion King. Why am I talking about <laughs> yeah, this so long? I've been waiting for you to get to the point. I can't believe I talked about TJ Maxx for 10 minutes. And then you start, talked about Lion King for seven and we're halfway we through it. And TJ Maxx has come back again. What are we again. doing? Why are we <laughs> doing this podcast? So I opened up my book bag to show the guy that I didn't bring any snacks in. And he was like, oh, you don't have to show me. We don't check bags at AMC. Whoa. Is that incentive to go to AMC? He said, we don't check bags at AMC. And we were both like, what? And he was like, yeah. So if you want to like sneak in a water bottle, that's fine. He was like what? telling us to sneak in water. Well, you know what's interesting? I kind of feel like that's a perfect way to get people to go to the theater because a lot of people make excuses about going to the movie theater because it's so goddamn expensive. And they're always like, the goddamn movie costs $25.50 and then you're spending another $65 on popcorn and soda. How am I going to go see John Q? And then it's like, uh, why wouldn't they just start letting us bring our own fucking food in there? It's more incentive for yeah. us to go to the movie. Still it's charge true. us the eleven fifty or whatever it costs to go see a movie. Which honestly, if you're only spending eleven fifty for a two and a half hour fucking movie, that's pretty good. Um, Speaking of which, I just realized my movie pass has been down since July fourth. Yeah, it's they not are, coming back. They are on. through. Movie Damn, pass. it's over, guys. That sucks. I really liked having you it. You really liked watching one movie a year on Movie Pass. I mean, I how, watched how, one a month. Did you really? I think I was doing one a month. Okay, what's your favorite? Since this is an ode to Movie Pass episode, now uh, we're mourning it. What was the your favorite movie you saw while having Movie Pass? Hmm, that's interesting. I think maybe the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary RBG? that I saw at Nighthawk. Wow, that was really good. That's a tasty, nice choice you made there. Ash. Oh, thank you. I had Movie Pass for six months. Yeah. Uh, my favorite movie, and coincidentally, only movie I saw using Movie Pass was the movie Gotti. Best movie I've ever <laughs> seen. Best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I think I already talked about it on here, but Gotti is a, if they're showing it in a park for free somewhere, go out and see that with your uh, your neighborhood friends because, boy, oh, boy, that is a cinematic classic. So Lion King was really great, guys. I know you heard me denounce Aladdin, and I was worried. I was worried this was going to be an Aladdin part two. If you listened to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you know that I saw Aladdin and then was incredibly embarrassed that I told anyone that I was going to it. I tried to cover my tracks. I deleted all my Aladdin tweets. Um, I told people that I had mentioned to Aladdin not to bring it up. So I was worried that was going to happen with The Lion King. And then it was just wonderful. And I want to go see it again. I started crying as soon as that Circle of Life song hit the first track. I started crying. Uh, it was nostalgic, but it was also really funny and good and fun to look at. It was, like, really good to look at. Um, do we want to pause it for this trash trash truck? No, man. This is a trash truck episode. Okay. That might be what I call this. Trash truck. Um, so can I tell you about how the man ruined it? 
or almost ruined it. Oh yes, I of think course. he ruined it for Julia, who was sitting close, who was sitting to my left. I always like to hear how a man ruins your day. He just was sucking his snot back the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I could not Don't believe it. Don't show it what it sounded like. I on, will not. On, you guys know this. what it's yeah, like when yeah. when you want to turn to someone and say, "Do you need a Kleenex, my dude?" Why don't you go blow your nose? And it was like at pivotal moments, like in silent moments of the theater, he was sucking his snot back. And he, I would say he was doing it on average every 75 seconds, it seemed like. Um, Julia was almost directly um, in front of him. So she was she was like really bothered by him and kept turning around and giving him a nasty look. Um, but I, I was able to kind of, I don't know how, but I was able to, um, sort of filter it out. I think because she was so annoyed, I was like, she's taking on that responsibility. Right. Like I'm going to just figure out a way to relax. But I was thinking about my mom who, um, I just remember, you know, being in movie theaters and her telling people to be quiet and stuff. And I was like, that's where, and I remember it being a kid slash teen and being embarrassed by it. But now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, that's badass. And I wish that like me or my friends had that ability, but you know what? Maybe give us a couple more years and we'll be doing that. I don't think I've really, I probably have shushed a couple of people in my life. I can't remember doing it though, but it's just like, I know that it's had to have happened. Yeah. Um, I've, I, I used to have more experiences when I was younger with like, like hoodlums. Um, um, I remember this young pack of women, uh, when I was like, uh, like 15 or 13 and they were like 14 or 15 or something like being behind me and my friends and then just deciding to kick our chairs the entire time. Mm-mm. Like it was just, uh, we were, and then honestly, uh-uh. were there parents <laughs> I around? I do remember how these? I got, how we got these folks back. What did you do? <laughs> you turned around and spit <laughs> on them? <laughs> no, I actually said that that's worse than what I, th- I think I did, but, or what we did. But mind you, I was 13 years old. They were kicking, we were, I think we were watching the movie Can't Hardly Wait in theaters yeah. or something. And I was like Great movie. young. Yeah. And they were as young as us. And I don't even know what was going on, but we were telling them to stop, and they never, they ruined whatever movie we were seeing. And when we left, they left, and as we were walking out, we noticed that one of them (laughs) left their purse, and we threw it in the trash can. What? (laughs) Nick. (laughs) Nick. And it was like one of those, like, like cool girls like had like a cool bag it it could have been like nick what if there was a letter in there been, from her it, dead it grandfather really might have been like that a, she carries with her everywhere it might have been like coach bag like but it probably Who was a cares knockoff about that? it probably it's was the a sentimental knockoff. stuff in the inside it's the wallet you know i don't know if they drove but honestly i just remembered that we did that what i'm i take one fifth of the blame Okay, and we were being tor- tormented throughout an entire movie, babe. And it's like, can't... and we didn't steal the purse, and none of us went in it. None of us went in it, took anything out babe. of it. Why are you trying to justify well, I'm this just right saying, now? Like, it's not like we gained. We didn't, we didn't have a personal one gain. fifth of the blame. If you are witnessing an unjust situation <laughs> and you don't intervene, then the, all of the blame is on you. You don't get to divvy up the blame like that. Uh, witness, I very well could have been the person who threw it in the trash can. I, I, I don't remember it being. Like, how should we do this? I was like a very much like, I can't believe those fucking assholes ruined our whole movie. And then seeing like in like just 
like light shining down on this purse and us like looking at each other like you thinking what I'm thinking yeah and then a montage of like while we like throw the trash in the trash can and run out like there's celebrating. only one lit picture of her sister that drowned when she was four and she keeps it in her purse and you threw it away we are doing a comedy <laughs> podcast about reality television Ash do you need another cold brew <laughs> Come on, Ash. Wake the fuck up. I can't believe you did that. Talking about a sister who drowned? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Guys, the podcast has officially gone off the rails. You might want to edit out this part about you stealing the purse. Do do we do anything on Saturday? Yeah. Together or what? We didn't do anything together. Okay, so Sunday we uh, had a fun day. Sunday was yesterday, and Ashley, I, I begged Ashley to cancel her book club. Do not go to your goddamn book club. Ashley's like, I need to go to my book club. I like my book club. I go, well, how was the book this month? Didn't read it. And it's like, so you're going to go to this book club and not hang out with your sweet, sweet boyfriend on one of our one days off that we have this month to just go and sit around and probably eat croissants. I know why you're going there. You're eating pastries. I know that. Be honest. What's what's the spread like at the book club? Is grapes. Grapes, right. Mm-hmm. That the one fruit. Mm-hmm. What else are they eating over there? Cheese and crackers. Okay. Still not great, to be honest. What else? Every now and then there's a sticky bun. I knew it. <laughs> I knew you wanted to go there for some reason, and it's always a sweet treat. I like going to book club once a month, and Nick was like, do you have anything going on on Sunday? And I was like, yes, book club. And he was like, cancel it. If you care about our relationship, you'll cancel it. And I was like, if you care about our relationship, you'll pick another day. And then he was like, nope, it's the only day we can do it. And he harassed me for five days in a row. So I canceled book club. And then when I canceled book club, Uh, they canceled the whole book club for the whole day. Yeah, you did them a favor. First of all, do not make people think that I'm, I'm threatening you about a relationship. I did text you more than once cancel your dumbass book club <laughs> yeah you did you did <laughs> but uh because i was like you know we should go do something and i wanted to go do something and i wanted to take a day trip and then so you thank god you canceled your dumbass book club and then so we went and took a day trip to long island and we went to a historical museum that took place in a victorian house and it was called Raynard hall museum and we learned about a lot of cool shit it was actually like such a cool day you guys it was raymond hall yes yeah, so rain rainorn rainorn Not raymond i thought it was raymond <laughs> no it's rain it's like rainorn rainumed it was no rain rainum 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 Raynham. Raymond. <laughs> Raynham Hall. Everybody loves Raymond's Hall. <laughs> it was um, half colonial house, half half Victorian. Because the house was built in like the seven, like 1770 or something. 1740 or 31 oh. to 40, the original people showed well, up to this Well, don't you know place. all the fucking facts? Well, I, was, uh, I, I, I watched a, a nice Italian lady tell us a whole bunch of shit. 1740. This is an oyster bay. Uh, originally, after I canceled book club, you know, really the burden of planning fell on on Nick. And so he found out all about Theodora Roosevelt's house and the Theodora Roosevelt Museum. And he got me all excited about it. And that was the plan. We were going to do that for the day. And then he found out it was all sold out. So you gotta get tickets. You got to get tickets thing. like like days in advance. Yeah, like yeah. what? Who's who is going to a museum? Now, mind you. Yeah. Now that we've had the experience that we had on Sunday, yeah. I get it. I get it too. Because I did not get it before we went and now I understand. 
Well, I think we may be talking about two different things, but oh. I'm, I'm interested in talking about that. So, yes, I tried to do this. Apparently, there was no all tickets were sold out for Sunday, and I was trying on Friday. I'm like, people are in advance getting Theodore Roosevelt tours. Seems bizarre. For his house. That's something that's open, you know, 365 days a year to go see. Yeah, and they're going. They want to go in July in when my, you should like, be at the beach, and it's also the hottest day. Yeah, uh, hottest day hottest in recorded weekend. history. So we decided that Oyster Bay, which where that is located, is 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 uh, in our budget time wise because it was only about an hour drive. Yeah, from our we apartment. like we considered going to see a lighthouse museum in Montauk, but it's yeah. like two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back. Yeah, too much. And then, um, do you guys ever read Atlas Obscura? It's like a, a very cool website um, that our friend Eric works for. Guys, support Eric Grunhauser. Um, we found on an Atlas Obscura like cool things to do at Oyster Bay, like off the beaten path, and one of them was the Rainham Museum. <laughs> Rain urn. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Rainum. It's Rainum. R A Y N H A M. Rainum. All right. Fine. Rainum Hall. So we um, we went to this thing, and it was like we pull up, and it's like a little house. And the the sign outside of the house, it was so great. So you, we like parked right in front of the house, which it's it's truly feels like, you know, I don't know, a, a treat when you find parking easily. Guys, if you live in New York City and you have a car, it, it, like when you see a parking lot that's not a pay parking lot and you could just go there and park in it's it wild. or street parking where it's like not the most stressful activity in the world. Parking on crazy. the street right in front of the house. Come on. What are we? The the are we Beyonce and Jay-Z? OK. And, and what's fucked up now is I used to be able to experience that by going uh, back to New Jersey. But in the summer, my mom lives in a beach town and mm. it becomes a fucking it's like circus. Uh, it's like a, a post-apocalyptic, like, like a dystopian future where parking spots are, you know, are the currency, and people are like putting cones out in front, fist fighting people to get their fucking mini bikes. Didn't in your a, grandma put a, her walker? She did, in one, and like people and got someone pissed. called the cops. Somebody or called something? the cops on her. She put a walker to save a spot for my for for me or for my sister or something, and somebody called the fucking popo on That's her. That's crazy. Man. Okay. By the way, sorry for cursing so much. It's uh, the only way that I can get my blood moving for the day. Yeah. Uh, we should have done up. some jumping jacks. No, my jumping jacks are just cursing, yelling out a window, screaming We haven't curses. talked about reality TV once yet. Yeah, but there's a reason for that because there's not much to say. Yeah, and we've watched a lot of it. We but... did. We tried so hard. We're going to talk about it, okay. but I, let's get, let's get like to, to Everybody Loves Raymond Hall. I, I want to read the sign. So there's like a little sign when you walk up to the front door. And again, this feels like a little house. And it says, Welcome to Rainham Hall. Rainham Hall. <laughs> Shut up, Nick. Welcome to Rainham Hall. Home of the Townsend family and Revolutionary War spy Robert Townsend. Please ring doorbell. And then in parentheses, Firmly and several times. Um, I just really like that little detail. Firmly and several times. And it was a seven bucks for adults. Nick paid for us with a 20. And then you guys, he did the cutest little thing. He was like, keep the extra and donate it to the historic um, house. That woman loved that. She did. Well, because there was like a donation box. I kind of figured like most people donate a little change. bit more because it's like those, uh, <clears throat> you know, when you go to like a, a museum like the Met, suggested donation, 
you know, is twenty dollars, but well, it'll you can be go like in for free. It'll be like tickets are based on donations. Suggested ticket price twenty dollars for adults. I, I never understand that though. Yeah, it's they like, word it very tricky it, because it's like you can. So I can just walk in here and not give you a fucking dime. No, you have to give them fifty cents. I think like at oh, least you do. something. It's like listen, uh, you can come in for free or or a hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Either or will take. Um, but so I kind of figured it was like this and it was so cheap and, uh, I was like to ask for change back. It didn't look like, like I thought she was going to have to dig into yeah like the change bucket to make change, but she had a whole other situation. I probably could have just gotten my no, six No, I like bucks what back. you did. It was romantic. What? <laughs> Paying some other woman? You were just taking your lady out on a date and you were donating to the historical no, causes. I thought it was, uh, um, I, and you know what? After the experience, I'm glad I did. It yeah. was a good experience. It was incredible. Um, I, I don't want to go through because that's not what this podcast is basically go to uh, amc or on netflix there's a television show called turn and it's all about we will be watching it yeah it's all about uh, uh revolutionary times and george washington's spy ring agent 355 because uh this was a home the home that we were visiting uh everybody loves raymond's house uh where um uh the queen's army uh, basically took over this town of Oyster Bay and used it to kind of store their troops. And there were a bunch of loyalists that were there, but there were also a bunch of patriots that were kind of under disguise playing the fence. And uh, George Washington used this to get a lot of information that Spiring, eventually... y'all. It went, because you had to protect Manhattan at all costs. So the coast of Long Island was one long yeah. um, communication trail for information to get back to George Washington. There's invisible ink. Yeah, There's very codes cool. involved. It's kind of the uh, the earliest, uh, some of the earliest um, recorded espionage that and, we have. And we have like this tour guide who was just like so, so quirky. You know, when you like, like I worked in a history museum in North Carolina. I worked at the North Carolina History Museum in college. And everyone who worked there is like truly a character. It's sort of like Animal Rescue. Like Animal Rescue and historical places really attract a certain type of person who is super into what they do, who has like a, a, a sense of humor that's all their own and um, can really put on a show. And I think this woman brought us into this world. Yeah, and she was really great at it. Um, and uh, But here's the thing. So when we showed up, there was a tour going on. And uh, so, and there's just one of her. She um, was the only person there. Uh, I believe generally what you do is you go in. Uh, they uh, do give you a tour of the bottom of the house where they tell you the history of the family. Then you go to the second floor and they talk to you about the spying stuff that happened later. And when we showed up, she was like, hi, so I have a tour going. It's just me. And we just did the bottom floor. And in a few minutes, we're going to go to the top floor. So if you can hang here, you'll start at the top floor. And then when our next group comes, when I go to the bottom floor. Next group. Next group. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah group um we'll go to the bottom floor and you'll hear about the bottom floor um and it seemed okay to me except for the fact that i didn't read up on any of this shit prior had zero idea. i read that sign yeah. out front and i read it wrong like i didn't i, I read the sign and i was like george washington stayed here <laughs> yeah, very cool yeah. and so when we finally went up to learn about the spy ring which was all of the cool stuff that you get to learn after you hear about the history of what this place is about 
it took me 37 minutes to understand what we were talking about. Yeah, and I, I had to look at, at this first. woman as she was giving me facts about this family and about Invisible Ink and about George Washington. And I was like, George Washington was a spy for the queen? I'm like, how come more people don't know this? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, that f- that freaking turncoat. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and then. She's like, and this is Robert. She's like showing us like a, um, right. a recreation. And we're like, who the hell is Robert? <laughs> had no idea. First of all, she kept saying Robert Townsend. By the way, uh, Robert yeah. Townsend is Meteor Man. I don't and know I if you guys thinking, know that. is he related to Peter? Um, you know, Peter Townsend? Robert Townsend is, uh, you know, one of the great uh, com- uh, black comedic actors of the 80s. Made Hollywood Shuffle. And he was on a show called The Parenthood before the show called Parenthood was on. It was on the WB with uh, with uh, um, Faison Love, who played Big Worm or Big Perm in Friday. Mm-hmm. He played. The, remember, he played the the brother who used to come yeah. over all the time. Yeah. Um, great sitcom. The dad in that show, the main character dad, is Robert Townsend. Oh. So when she kept saying Robert Townsend, I'm like, wait a minute, Robert Townsend. I kept thinking Robert Townsend lived in this house. Of uh, app, like when he she first started saying it, and Yo, I was like, we were confused. That's very cool. I didn't know he was from Long Island. I thought he was a Chicago guy. Uh, anyway, eventually it started when we went downstairs and she started telling us about the family, and I'm like, okay, I get it now. This it, stuff is cool. Yeah, and we were able to piece together all that information. We were there for two hours. We were there for two hours, and it was a good time. And then when we came in, when we got the bottom floor view oh of my this God. thing, we had a whole, we had a group of three ladies who came in. Yes, and they, and they were, were awesome great. because they asked a bunch of questions that like I wouldn't have known to ask. We didn't realize we could ask questions until these ladies joined. Right. These like older ladies, and they were clearly on a day trip. And then we learned that they were from, they had grown up in Bushwick. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, we're, we live in Bushwick. And we just started chatting, and like they were like really excited to like talk to people who live in Bushwick. Yeah, they, they probably lived in Bushwick in like the f- late 50s. They said they moved in there yeah in yeah. the 19, 1952. Because Bushwick was an Italian neighborhood yeah. back yeah. then. And w- the way that they were describing their Victorian house they grew up in, can you imagine that being a place around here Mm-mm. with dumb waiters mm-hmm. and the tubes in which you could talk? Communication tubes. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's just like where are those? All we have is this stupid cat. Yeah, Beep she's boop. not sending any messages to anybody. Yeah, send us a message, Lil. I wish we could communicate with Lil. Put a little a little message around her neck. Yeah. Um, so it was awesome. But as I was saying before, I understand now the Theodore Roosevelt uh, Museum because that's probably a lot more uh, popular than this little museum that yes. we went to. And honestly, if you had timed tickets, we would have probably been able to see that museum tour at a normal pace because yeah. this woman kept having to juggle times and send people to different rooms like, because then more people showed up and they and would, we, they and would... be like, okay, you go into the room on yeah. the left. Uh, it's going to look like a bathroom, but if you look at next to you, you'll see a window and George Washington once looked out that window while he was taking a shit. So if you want to <laughs> read the placard for 20 minutes, I'll come back around. Like You she... go watch a video, <laughs> yeah. you go into the Victorian side and it was funny because people truly read that sign of like press firmly and ring many times because she would be like giving a tour and then all of a sudden someone's just ringing the bell over and yeah, over again. And, and and she was very f- uh, finicky about the door because the door was a, uh, a colonial original uh, 1940s door. And or it was 1740s. Awesome. By the way, it was like six times the size of a normal door, I guess, because yeah. people used to bring their horses inside. I don't really understand, <laughs> but it was really big. And she was very uh, people were taller. She back was then. like, anytime anybody wanted to leave, she'd be like, I got it. That that lock. 
lock is pretty tricky. Yeah. And I looked at the lock. It's just like a big latch. Yeah. And I'm like, why? She doesn't want people to touch the door. And then, I don't know if you noticed this, while we were on our tour downstairs, after like a few people had buzzed firmly, uh, rang the doorbell, the last group used the knocker. <gasps> clock, clock, clock. And she was, we were right there. We all knew what it was. We all knew it was the knocker. It was right in the, in the room next door. And I looked at this woman and she's like, hmm. That doesn't sound like a firm buzzing of a doorbell. Wow. That sounds like a door knocker. Wow. Okay, I'll get it. Like, she was real pissed. Yeah. That somebody didn't pay attention to the sign. Wow. And I, wonder, I didn't notice I wonder that. if because people don't, she doesn't want people to touch the knocker because it's original. Yeah, 1740s. Yeah. But all in all, it was very cool. I mean, just to see, even though it wasn't the time we were talking about, but to see the Victorian era of this house yeah. and uh, the stuff that they used to use and uh, the different types of furniture and, like, candelabras they had. Yeah. Very dope shit. Uh, we learned some facts. Ash and I now want to watch this uh, drama, this Darn. AMC drama. Apparently, he's already four freaking seasons of it. So uh, that was what we did. Uh, so we're yesterday. gonna change the podcast to a historical drama yeah, podcast. Well, yes, for the next twelve months. Yeah, we will be. Um, and of course, we were in the car. We left New York City for over an hour. Um, uh, oh, I well, well, we could talk about what we ate yeah. afterwards, but we did go to a Target. I just we want to let everybody know. I, I know my mom's listening. She's like wondering, did you guys hit a Target? I know Ashley loves Target. Yes, we hit a Target, Mom. Don't worry about it. And how sweet is this? Nick was like, do you want to go to Target? I didn't even ask, and he just knew that that's what I would want to do. Well, we were in Long Island. I was like, there's probably a shit to- ton of Targets. We should it was a good out. Target, too. Yeah, it was a massive freaking Target. It was Connected really nice. to a mall. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty wild. But we um, started fading in the Target. Usually, we love yeah. a mall, and we would hit up that mall just to be inside and walk around Too and hot. reminisce. But we were just like so tired. We were like, we got to go. But we had had lunch. We went. Nick found this place that was like... I mean, maybe the most gorgeous view of all time. It was like a clam shack on the bay, and you're sitting three feet away from the water in like a tinted little area with a fan, and you're just staring out in the most beautiful bay, sailboats, mountains, glittering water, big, big fluffy clouds. What did I say? Glittering. Glistening water. I mean, it was heaven. And then we ordered... The best clams I've ever had. Uh, yeah, clams the size of big old oysters. Fat you, clams. You notice they didn't sell oysters on Oyster Bay? I yeah. mean, we were actually in Bayville, but yeah. I mean, I, I was wondering why we didn't get oysters. I imagine because the prices they would have had to, to sell those oysters for wouldn't have matched up with where we were eating. Well, it's not really oyster time. Oh, okay, okay. So you, you don't eat oysters in months that don't have ours. I don't know if that- Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know if that applies to clams as well. Okay. But in the South, you don't. So basically fall and winter. Oh, is when you eat oysters. Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes so sense. So if your month doesn't have an R, then you're not supposed to eat an oyster. That's cool. Um, uh, but these clams, folks, like I, I'm telling you, normally I pass up a clam because it's like a little shitty thing and it's not worth my time. These were, so I don't want to curse anymore, but they were so huge. They were, and not only huge, delicious. Yeah, they were great. I do wish we just ordered like three dozen of those. I ate, the first clam I ate, I like felt better. My body <laughs> was like, my body was like, yeah, yeah. I'm liking this. Suck this booger down. It's good. And then I had the. Probably the most delicious crab legs I've ever had. Yeah, I had a little bit of your crab legs. I, on the other hand, made a huge mistake that I'm only going to partially blame on Ashley. Now, I uh, didn't want to order crab legs. I don't like to do the work on uh, shellfish for the most part, unless I'm at home or something where I'm going to get messy. But 
I'm not at a place. I don't feel like doing the work. So what I did is I ordered soft shell crab. I had never ordered soft shell crab before, and I assumed it was baked. I don't know why. And then after I ordered it, I asked Ashley, and because I was like, oh, wait, aren't there like breadcrumbs in the center? Am I thinking of the no, same thing? No, you said, why didn't you order soft shell crab? And I was like, I just don't want anything fried right now. And I, and I oh, okay. And I was like, oh, this is fried. And I found out I just got like a breaded fried crab sandwich basically and uh i haven't eaten any flour or bread in a month so needless to say i almost lost my mind uh because i'm very neurotic about my food when i'm dieting and i kept it together i ate about three quarters of it it was fine it was overpriced to be honest but um it was it was good yeah what do you look at do you want to take a minute you keep turning your head and burping (laughs) like Pause the podcast. I almost threw up in my mouth like six <laughs> times. No, this is a trash. This is a trash truck episode. Everybody knows that. It's fine. You <laughs> get it ins and outs. But well, I'd like to pause. I'd like more cold brew. Ashley, we're at forty minutes. Just let me go get some cold brew. Oh man, I, we're gonna pause here. We I don't have time to really edit, so there's not gonna be some cool music. We're just gonna be gone and then back. You but, don't have to tell them that. Just freaking pause it. We're back, and we're ready to talk about reality TV. Get it, Ash. (laughs) That's right. Nick's mad at me because we tried to restart this, and I slurped into the microphone. But the first thing we have to say about reality television is that we've actually been watching, it feels like, a lot of it. Sometimes it's just like you watch these shows, and it's hard to talk about them because you're like, and that's the show. And this first show that we're going to discuss is sort of like that. It is a new series that I got to say is pretty incredible. It's um, a sports reality competition. It's on ABC. It is called Holy Moly. Holy Moly is the best television show on TV right now. Nick's obsessed. It's I've only watched one episode. I'm going to catch up and watch like the five that are out. It's a competition about mini golf and they treat it like it's a real serious competition for the most part, but it's a very winky treating it that way. They it's are, actually funny. They are self-referential and they are admitting the fact that how much of a budget they've given a mini golf tournament. There's a there's a robot involved, there's a helicopter. S- uh, Steph Curry, the best basketball player on the planet and for my money uh, best shooter maybe ever to shoot the goddamn basketball is the executive producer you're cussing again and, well I'm, I'm <laughs> heated baby this is big yeah and he is um uh, we we basically if you guys watched some titans games with us which mm-hmm. is the nbc show with the executive producer of the rock but he was also on the show this is titans titan games but a funny version about mini golf. It's almost I- exactly the same format yeah. of the thing where they, it's a bunch of people uh, competing in daily events. Eventually, all of the winners like go up against and they kind of run this. Whittle it down. They run this thing at the end of the season like that's basically like an old school uh, do you have it guts aggro crag mm-hmm. um, from Nickelodeon. And it's awesome. Now, it's not just mini golf. It's like mini golf to like the millionth degree uh, yeah. because it's got like physical things going on in it where you it's in order to hit the ball you have to like run up and the side of like an icy hill or make it through an aggressive windmill an aggressive windmill <laughs> without getting knocked into the water we saw a woman get knocked in the water like 45 an times older woman <laughs> getting smashed by a windmill a teacher who yeah. donates to charity yeah. getting smashed by a windmill over and over again and it was funny very funny yeah um and it's uh each you know hole 
uh, has its own gimmick and its own craziness, and uh, they're really fun. Now, not to mention, these people really want to win. They have, like, pro golfers involved on these, pe- people who are incredibly good at mini golf. And, yes, they are very good. Like, there's some of the shots that they're hitting is insane. And when you get to the end of the episode, when it's like a head-to-head showdown, I mean, the first episode had a woman bawling, like, uh, 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 trying to win this thing. Yeah. And she eventually did. It was... Uh, pretty compelling television and the yeah the characters are interesting the people they picked everyone they clearly got the directive to wear like a funky outfit yeah everybody has to have their own kind of character yeah and um there's two announcers who are announcing this as if it's like an actual golf tournament yeah one of the guys is the guy who um is a announcer for Monday Night Football. Uh-huh. I forgot his name. And the other guy is Rob Riggle, who is a comedian and an actor. Um, and they are incredible. They're so funny. They really make this show what it is. It puts it over the top from something that is like a fun idea to something that is actually entertaining. Because mm-hmm. they are there live commenting on the stuff. And the comments that they're saying are hilarious yeah and uh the dude i forgot his name who's the legitimate uh you know um announcer uh is such a good straight man and playing this so straight to rob riggle who feels like a color commentator um for sports joe test story yeah sure um and uh it it was uh rob riggle is so good at you know, looking like he's presenting something for real sports, but also being very funny while he does it. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing about this whole thing, and this is what I was trying to say before, is Steph Curry, they've given him really funny things to do. Like yeah. it opens up with him in like a chair in like his like library in he, front of a fire. Almost, almost having a pipe in his hand, that sort of thing. And it's like he he's being very self-referential about the, position that he's in on the show yes. where he's like hey i'm steph curry and this is me making the cameo on the show i like not, the writing yeah the writing was really funny he's like he's like I-, I guarantee you this i'm not only am i making this ca- cameo but you're gonna see me at the end and i'll probably make a quick cameo in the middle mm-hmm. like it's and it's funny now he doesn't just do that because there are challenges in which steph curry who apparently is an incredible golfer uh, you can use him. What can this man not do? Yeah, seriously, you can use him to advance yourself in the competition. If you know the fate, uh, the fates decide that you get to use him. Yeah. Uh, depending on the game, and so he's actually involved in the course, and he's having a blast, and uh, Rob Riggle's cracking him up. Um, but the the thing that makes this show really good is the fact that they know how silly of an idea it is. Yes. And so they are They're able, celebrating it. Yes, they're Not celebrating it. Not only are it. they embracing it, but they're blowing it up and like making it bigger. They're poking fun at it. Yeah. It's, it they're really, poking fun at themselves. It, I was not... I thought this was just going to be a wacky mini golf competition, but there's a level of smartness to the comedy mm-hmm. that uh, it sets it apart from really any competition show I've ever seen ever. I've never seen somebody go, let's do a competition show... But, like, we are going to focus on the funny in, like, an actual funny way. Yeah. Uh, And it actually is hitting. Like, can you imagine? I mean, honestly, there's another show that does this. But personally, I like the way that this one is done just because I think I like the competition better. And that's that, um, uh, that 
show on Netflix where bad people who cook, cook like bake things. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. whatever that's called. Um, uh, nailed it. Nailed it. Yes. Nailed it's pretty good. Yeah. Nailed it's funny. I after I watched Nailed It, I wasn't like this is the best show in the world. Right. I haven't seen an episode in a while, but I'm telling you, holy moly, fucking rules. Yeah. And it's on Hulu. If you guys have Hulu, they put up episodes like next day. So. I mean, it's almost unfair to compare the two just because Nailed It is like a, a low budget Netflix show, and yeah. Holy Moly is and, on like an ABC primetime. And, and, that, and that's what separates it. You know. What yeah. I mean? It really. Uh, it, it really. Yeah. It really does. You know what's interesting, Nick? We're talking about Steph Curry, and we're drinking our iced coffee out of um, mugs that his that came from his wife's uh, home collection. Oh my God! Yeah. Is this Aisha shit? Yep. If you look at the bottom of it, it is her. This is her line. Um, Aisha Curry is one of those people who trends on Twitter like once a week for something, and I can never find out what the actual thing is. This is this is my this is called the garbage this is called the garbage truck uh, episode uh, gr- gripe uh, gripe session. Oh. I, I'm seeing things trend on Twitter, folks, and I go to my the top where it's supposed to tell me like, oh, here's the top stuff that's being said about this highly trending thing. Yeah. And I can never find what what people are at, why the thing is trending. It's just people going on there going, boy, Aisha Curry's trending right now. Here's a meme. And it's just like, but why? Yeah. Why is she trending in the first place? Yeah. What's the deal? What's the goddamn deal? Well, these are her mugs. Oh, How do you I feel about that? that? I, I love her. Yeah. When I, I worked at uh, an ABC show for a little bit and she came on the show and she was a great guest and a very nice person. I believe it. And so uh, I love her. I like her. their whole family. I like yes, their, of course. I mean, you know, they did he grow up rich? He grew up rich. I have no idea. I think he did. Because his dad's like an NBA player, right? Not that I have anything against people who grow up rich. I don't. I'm just don't. Saying. Don't try to pull my man card on on stats on Steph Curry. I have okay. no fucking idea. Your I just man know, card. Well, I'm just saying, like, what I should that? know more about sports than I do, but um, I don't. I just know that he plays for the Golden State Warriors. Is man card a good. thing? Yeah. So everybody's got a card, depending on what they do. I have a, a woman. Yeah. Card? Yeah. When I asked you about uh, why the uh, why there are ties in the front of that shirt. You got to keep your women's card by knowing why there are ties there. I said I didn't know. It's for people who want to <laughs> emphasize their big fat guts. Or people like you, they tuck them in and they make it look flat. Yeah. I mean, you had it right. Okay. Um. So regardless, do you have other things to say about this show? That's a problem. That's why this is a garbage truck yeah. episode is we watch this show and we're like, it's this like is so hour. good. Yeah. There's nothing to pick apart. There's nothing to pick apart. It's just like good and there's not like personalities fighting. So it's not like we have anything to discuss besides no. like wow they did a great job yeah. and that I will watch it with you for sure yes, I'm on board yes, yes. I like it more than Titans games totally um, and I think it's just because like it's actually entertaining like Titan games was only entertaining during the competition part and then the rest was like filler like The Rock was okay but like no one was writing The Rock good jokes mm-hmm. and there are good jokes here so I'm enjoying it now the next show that we watched was um, called Basic versus Baller? Was that the yes, name of yeah. it? This show is boring. I would probably not watch it if I were you. Tell them why. It's on Hulu. I don't even couldn't even find the actual network. It looks like it might be from just like a web series or something. Or maybe it's a Hulu original or something. It's two brothers, the Vaga brothers. And they go to a city and they do one trivia question about the city. And whoever gets the question right gets to get, get the baller budget for the city. And the one who gets it wrong gets the basic budget for the city. Basic versus Baller travel at any cost. 
lost. And they were at, uh, the episode we watched was them in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And um, the one brother, I don't know the names of them. So one of them gets the basic, one of them gets the baller. Beard and no beard. Uh, no, they both had beards. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, the baller budget was like $2,500. And the basic budget was like $250. And uh, you just went and watched them spend their money, and you know, as it you would really see, it was really just sort of close-ups of people eating. Yes, is what it seemed, and like, like a guy, um, like eating a dumpling and just being like, "Oh yeah, that's like, a real good dumpling." That's a dumpling right there. Ooh, I'm gonna bite into this dumpling. Oh yeah. And then yeah, one guy had like a really great hotel room, and I was like, "Wow, I'd that, like to stay in that hotel yes, room." Yeah, and the other guy stayed in a hostel, and yeah. it seemed fine. Yeah. Uh, you get like your own cubicle. Now, here's the thing with this show is that I either auditioned for this show or I had like I, I submitted something for this show. I remember this show being talked about, this idea being discussed with me like two years ago, like 2016, maybe two and a half years ago, 2017, somewhere in that area. And I remember at being at Nat Geo and this show being discussed with me as like possible contributor in some sense. And I didn't I don't think it was through the Nat Geo network, but it was like through someone who was kind of connected with that show in that way. And um, I just remember I remember this concept. I remember weighing in on it. And I do not remember the parameters of that. And that just uh, goes to show you how freaking how many of these things are always floating around in our world that we're commenting on and then half of them never get developed and then half of them do. And when they do, it's just a close up of a guy eating. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, I will not seek this out. It's not the best travel show I've ever seen. Not the best food show I've ever seen. The concept is fine. Uh, it does not hold a candle to Holy Moly. Holy Moly is the best show I've ever seen. There's no humor there. And you know what else I had an issue with is that they didn't do anything like, cultural in Hong Kong. They didn't take in a show or go to a museum or go see some art. That was not, I mean, one guy was on the ferry and it was a historical ferry, but it was more like I'm eating and I'm shopping and I'm eating and I'm shopping. And it's like, well, if you're going to take me to this city that I've never been to before, I would love to see a monument. Please. You know, show me something like you're actually taking in the arts as the city, not just the food culture, because that's what it felt like. It felt like this is um, this is a food culture show, yeah. but then it was also about hotel rooms. Guys, that was the garbage truck. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please do us a favor, and I know it's t- it's a tough ask after you know this. What? Yeah, don't ask them. Just rate us five stars. Don't look at it while you do it. Just rate us five stars. Write something nice to us. Um, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Just rate us five stars. Please don't say anything if it's uh, not nice. And 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 we got we have, we, got, we have good it. episodes coming down the pipe. If you like the I shit promise. that we do. Uh, uh, we're, we got a season three uh, recap episode of uh, review, su- review, re- not review, a recap. Southern Charm coming up. We're, we're going to, as Ashley said, hopefully we're going to have a fun guest for that one. And uh, obviously we, there are new shows that are in our universe that we have to start watching and talking about. But we're waiting for them to collect a couple of episodes so we could talk about it in a longer form sense. And that is the new season of X on the Beach that's coming out in the next couple of episodes. And then we are going to do our 
second round of Are You the One season eight, Come One, Come All. Mm-hmm. You know we love that show. And another thing that we'll probably go back and watch and review, like the middle part of the season, is the the Facebook Real World, which mm-hmm. we're very interested in uh, revisiting. So I we got a lot of legitimate things. I want everybody to know that I did ask Nick to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode where he says that it's mostly about our lives and not a much that much about reality television. And if he did not do that, then I just want you to know that I did ask for it. So Great. I'm, well, I was totally going to do that after this, and now we don't need to. What? You had well, to put it at the beginning no, of the it makes No, it makes this part see, pop more when you say that. <sighs> um, folks, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at RealityBlowsPod. Email us any suggestions, comments, uh, things for us to watch. Uh, RealityBlowsPodcast at gmail.com. Follow Ashley on Twitter, Ashley B. Roberts. You can find me on Instagram by searching my name, Nick Maritato, M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, next time, better. Bye.